This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to You Up. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. It is so good to be here. Um, tonight is our San Francisco show, which I'm so San excited about. San Francisco, we are inside you. We're here. Come to the show so we can tickle your nuts. There you go. That's what I. <laughs> uh, this, this, that's the San Francisco song I sing every time that's I go there. That's right. Every I love San Francisco. Great drinking town. Ooh, Lipo Lounge. Really? The Chinatown in San Francisco is just such a fun place to go out. I have a great. T- it's just like these small, mm. intimate bars. Um, I always like that area. But um, tech. have you ever been? I've been. Um, Mike's brother lives in Mountain View too, so okay. we went there. Is recently. that a nice area? I don't know what. Mountain it's like View. the Silicon Valley kind of Ooh. like area that like it's like more like kind of like the suburbs esque, but okay. not totally. But it's like where all the like everything about San Francisco you just scream San Francisco. The way people dress, just yeah. like everyone just looks. I like it younger. Yeah, and look, everyone doesn't look stressed out. This might be like you know I don't know. This is the this is the first in many conversations before you move to San Francisco. That's how it starts. Jared, is that you? And I'm just in a a like a trucker hat with Tevas and pants and that have a lot of pockets. And your That's own startup. My own startup called San Francisco. I don't know. That's I, the, that's the startup that's name. That's the startup name. <laughs> I named it after the city yeah, I love yeah, so much. It's gonna make billions. Listen, people, if you're on the West Coast, we already did the LA show. We're in San Francisco. We're going to Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, Phoenix, Houston, Dallas, Austin. So that's the end of our tour. Come on out, bring a crew, bring the whole family. Bring it's fun for the whole family. It's Great fun shows. For awesome. The whole time. family will be staying at a Moxie Hotel this. Friday in Seattle. So Love it. Please come. And we're also staying in the Moxie in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be a great show. If you don't know already, it's sponsored by Moxie Hotels. We love Moxie Hotels. If you haven't been, um, you should check it out. Great bar area. Great mingling situation. Great games. I love a good game in the lobby. A lot of board games. A lot of fun times. Uh, a lot of ways to meet people. If you're with a big group, it's a great place to stay. The price point fits the group trip option. So I would tell everyone, I would give that suggestion to all of you. Go check out Moxie Hotels. They've been a fantastic sponsor. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about gender roles and how they Ooh. play into relationships, which is a great topic for the two of us to explore. Given That's right. The given difference in our genders. The, the, the gender role. That's what this whole show is about. It is. What are, you, what are we talking about? Um, so a guy writes in actually, what up dudes? I'll just read the email. So Mm. that'll spearhead the conversation. Hey, J team. Love the pot. I'm 26 year old guy that is lucky enough to have a career that satisfies me personally and financially. 
Ooh, Ooh, a lot of women are a little bit, a little bit moist right now. For sure, ready to settle <laughs> down. I'm a recently single and ran into a problem in my last relationship that lasted a year. Though my ex-girlfriend and I consider ourselves to be pretty liberal, we ended up um, splitting over a lack of communication about gender roles. For example, she was kind of turned off about me crying when I put down my childhood dog <laughs> or when I started seeing a therapist. We fought about how often I should pay for things and plan trips for us. J-Team, how early in a relationship can a, can a guy be vulnerable and should couples have an explicit talk about gender roles and how they, that the gender roles that they expect to have? Thanks. Man, she sounds like a tyrant. Yeah, that's There's tough. no crying in this house. There's no crying in baseball. Yeah. You've seen a league of their own? Of course. Yeah. What am I, a monster? <laughs> Your dog needs to die. If you Put cry, like you shall not be allowed in the house. Here's the thing. I think everyone is entitled to their own preference in a partner. Right. Of course. Whether you call that gender roles or something like that. Maybe there's 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 a like you say, there's a butt for every seat, there's there's someone's foot. That's right. Right. So like I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with this girl. She doesn't like that she's not attracted to to men who act a certain way. Right. Yeah, it, it's uh okay, yeah, I agree. Fine. That's a, it's a little absurd, sure, but like that's her preference. She yeah. has a type she wants this kind of emotionally unavailable man. Yeah. Which I I feel like I could relate to more when I was younger. So you're 22. If, she, if she's a little younger, I could see how, how that's something that... I think the younger you are, the less you like... The, the more you care about things being how they're supposed to be. But this is what's important to her. Like, right. you, you know, this is one of... The, I, I'm with you all mm. the way because... You know, it's easy to make fun of her. It's like you're putting your dog down and you're like, you're crying about this man up. Right. And you're like, okay, well, you know, it's easy to make fun of that person. But it's also, you know, hard, it's a little harder to empathize and go, that's her taste. You know, you can't tell someone how to feel. Right. I think it's so totally, it's like, it's okay to, to have that preference in a partner. Everyone has different emotional needs. They have different ways of relating to people. They have different views of what an ideal partner is for them. So like... Some men want a more feminine woman. They want sure. someone who wears dresses. They don't like girls who like who you know. I don't know. Do something that's high more heels. Ma- yeah, for and, sure. And and, uh, and doesn't think, care about you know. I think that's their right. Also, sure. I think it's, you're entitled to prefer whatever kind of person that you want to date. And vice versa. You know, you some men want more. You know, of a dominant woman. You sure. know, some w- women want more of a passive man. Yeah, so everything's okay. But this is the beauty of dating, and I think this is why I get so upset when someone's like, "And he dumped me after six months out of nowhere." It's like, no, he he saw that it wasn't a match for him. Yeah, and so it's like for this guy, I understand what he's saying because it's very much in the oeuvre. It's very much in the, you know, in the news, like all this gender role stuff. Like someone wrote to me a very similar email where she was like, I've gone on dates recently where guys, every time I offer to pay, guys will let me split the tab. (laughs) And she's like, is this just how it is now? And I'm like, no, it's just how it is with these guys. Maybe you'll find more of these guys right, than you used than to. Than you used to, but it may, because because a lot of people will say this isn't important to find a woman. 
Whereas before, maybe you were taught like the man pay, you know, so more guys did it and saw it. But, you know, just because the nature of the world changes doesn't mean what makes you salivate will change. No, that's true. You can't, you know, so it doesn't. And things that are hot are not always politically correct. uh, Absolutely. So just because, you know, we all know that having a steak every night, it ain't good for us. But you're still sitting there. Still a preference. Still salivating, still being like, oh, man, I want that steak. So, again, back to that, like the politically correct. So, like, for this guy, you're just not a match. And and also, this is called creating taste and, right. and saying, oh, well, this was a problem in my last relationship where I... I'm an emotional guy. So you maybe next time you're out on a date with someone and you do t- say, yeah, I'm kind of emotional. I cried. Now you have this experience right. to go, yeah, when my you dog got put down, I, yeah. cr- I cried. You, I see a therapist. I have whatever. You can be uh, upfront about that. Yeah. Totally. So And maybe a woman go, like, the, the, there's two types of people. Someone could go home and go, this guy fucking cries when his <laughs> dog dies and he sees a therapist. Or they go home and go, this guy is so in touch with his feelings. He sees a therapist, and I'm. I mean, it, honestly, if I if it were me, I'd be like, "Oh my god, this guy is great. He like wants to communicate. He he sees a therapist. He's yeah. very in touch with his emotions. No way is wrong. One man's trash is another woman's vibrator. There like, you go. One, that's the, that, that, that's the reality. And it's like I do understand. It's okay to be aware of the changing nature of, of, of gender politics and gender mm-hmm. equality while also admitting to the things that you enjoy and don't enjoy. Right. I think both – we kind of live in this world now that everything's black and white. You're good, I'm evil. Right. Or if you're, you're turned evil, off by something, it's, it means that, that you're – you know it could be a political statement. I don't think that's the case. Like her, him saying that our politi- – our, it's funny to me that he goes um, – uh, I, we consider ourselves liberal, and then we ended up uh, splitting over lack of communication about gender roles. Like, you know, I think like this whole idea of like, you're liberal, I'm conservative, I'm conservative, right. you're liberal. Like, yeah, you're just trying. When you're younger, the world you want to fit the world into black and white and into teams. And as you get older and you find uh, nuance, you start understanding that all the good people in your life have some bad to them. All the bad people in your life have some good to them. Right. You know, we're not going to agree on everything. And there might, you might date a woman who goes, stop crying, you fucking bitch. (laughs) And maybe that's not the woman for you. Or maybe that's something that you're like, that you got, that you're cool with. But someone else is out there going, man, I just wish I was with some woman who wouldn't let me cry, who hates criers. Like, there's someone out there for her as much as there's someone out there for you. Neither of you really need to apologize for that. I think that's totally fine. I consider myself a very liberal person, but, like, there's certain things that I find hot that I'm kind of like, oh, like, maybe that's not the most progressive thing, but there's a a part of you that's inside that's like, again, it's like that traditional sense. It's it's funny that like we're all going to the edge of these things. Like right. yeah, like as if I walk out and I go, I slam the door in women's faces now. <laughs> That's right. my thing. I'm a liberal man. I'm equal for everybody. Get that door in your face, you woman. You'll deal with what I deal with. It's like mm. I you know, you know, there's this is one of those yeah. uncomfortable conversations that I like to have on this show because it's like yeah, you're going to meet people that you disagree with and also want to fuck. Yeah, and you can you know, also, like, you can meet them somewhere in the middle. So it's like his yeah. question is, how early in a relationship can I be vulnerable and how 
and should couples have an explicit talk about about gender roles that they expect to have? I don't think that anything mm. like that needs to be discussed. Like, well, what are your expectations for me as a woman in yeah. this relationship? Well, well this that is, comes <laughs> that should come out naturally if you're sure. not like a robot having a. This is also why you date. We we are obsessed with. I you know I think this is also has to do with technology. Mm-hmm. We're obsessed with finding out the answers before we go. You know, hey, you want to come to the party? Well, who's going to be there? We live in a who's going to be there culture. Right. I don't want to be uncomfortable. I'm coming to the party only if I know I'm totally going to be comfortable and everyone there I know I want to speak to. That's not how the world works. Right. You have to go on a date and meet someone who doesn't like criers. You have to go on a date and meet someone who does like maybe criers. Maybe you find that out on the fifth date. Maybe you do. Or two and, months and, in and, or three months in. And this is like Red Flag Deal Breaker is a fun game to play because when we start talking about it, you realize, well, it's different if I was a year in versus a right. uh, first date. Yeah. You know, when we have the conversation, Red Flag Deal Breaker isn't about whether it's a red flag or deal breaker. It's about, I think the entertaining part for me is hearing... The hems and haws. Right. The, the If you switch this or... It, yeah. How early did I find out? Right. If I was on a first date with someone and she was like, everybody, every, men shouldn't cry. Right. I would go, okay, well, nice to meet you. This is kind of, you know, you have a very big well, policy on this that I don't know if I could keep to. Right. And I'm sure that his, this, his ex-girlfriend didn't say men shouldn't cry. I'm sure she was just like, in other subtle ways, not... Yeah, she was probably like, stop, you know. Not not in tune to that or not feeling like sympathetic towards that. Of course. I, I it's, have you ever been in a situation where a guy, well, yeah, with generals, where, was a guy never, not a guy enough for you? Have you ever had that? Um. Yeah, I've had, I mean, this was like especially a thing when I was like younger, I think. I didn't like when like men would cry in front of me, I think at like at a college mm. younger age. But that was also because I was not very in touch with my emotions. So it made me feel uncomfortable. Interesting. That's fine. That's interesting because it's always, you know, a lot of these insecurities are, you know, the hand points one finger, right. three point back at you. So I'd be so, like, oh, you like, you really care about this thing. And I'm like 20, 21 thinking sure. I don't give a shit about anything. So I'm, it's like an affront to my guarded way of life. Yeah. Since then, I've, I've I think, let some walls down and been a little bit, been, been, a little, uh, been able to be a little bit more vulnerable. Yeah. And I think once you like experience something, it's less like, it's like, I didn't think of it as threatening at the time. I thought of it as like a turn off. Yeah. But now looking back, I'm kind of like, yeah, like it just made me uncomfortable to be around so many emotions mm. because I wasn't as emotional at the time. It's interesting. I, I, yeah, I, it is, uh, like I've been with women where, like they would like have like a really great job and I was like, this is fucking hot. Right. Until like, it's not. <laughs> well, then you find out it's not as good a job as maybe they've professed. Okay. Is maybe that a gender was, role thing though? No, this is the thing though. Like I was right. like, man, I was really into that. I've only had issues with the gender role thing when someone doesn't have empathy for you when you're just trying. Like, you know, the, the, the mansplaining thing. Yeah. Where it's like, I get that. I see it. I could totally see how it's annoying. Like, well, sometimes people, there a lot of responses that I, I interrupt you mm-hmm. on this podcast, which I'm never sitting there like I, I, I and I would apologize whenever I catch myself doing it. I you try do to apologize. apologize. Yes. Um, if I had interrupt, like 
if I interrupt you, it's never like I I don't come in here being like I've got the better idea. I got the uh, right. yeah, like that's yeah. that's not my you know. This is just you know how I interact with someone. Like I I wouldn't say well this like if someone reviewed this podcast and was like this man interrupts mm-hmm. this and I would be like I would always turn. I think and be you like, would interrupt me if I was a man as well. Yeah, of course. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's just what, who you are. It's not like not I, that he, you know what I'm saying. Not that you're like an no. interrupter, but like that you are who you are. But I don't think is, it makes a difference. This is how I have conversations with people that are my friends, mm-hmm. you know. And I and I also have this thought where I'm like, well, Jordana's a strong person, right? She would look at. I, I trust you to go. Hey, shut the fuck up. You keep interrupting me. Right. You know, if it was something that you felt that I was doing purposely or, you know, to a negative. For me, my whole feeling with anything that I say is, and I've said this before on the podcast, I don't like to speak unless I can improve upon the silence. So I like to make a lot of noise. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's my own individual mantra. So it's like, I'm not just going to like try to like come be in like a wordsmith, like word, like are like you have, if you speak you have something to say sure so like i'm fine i don't need there to be like a clear distinct order well that, 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 <laughs> that well that's what it comes to well that's why like the if podcast you have some, right if you have that's why the podcast to works the conversation i'm fine with that for sure and that's why the podcast works for people that the dynamic of us is good um but i think it also holds people back a lot when they're like start you know relationships especially when you're keeping score mm-hmm. if you're sitting there going well, he talks the whole time, and I don't talk at all. It's like the minute you get into that keeping score with any relationship, you're lo- right. you're kind of losing the relationship. It, it, for them, in this email where he's like, you know, well, I cried once, and I had the and she was therapi- upset about the therapist, therapist, right. and that's two. That must mean that she hates anyone that you know. Like now you're in this black or white right. world. Well, where- she wanted me. Well, I think him was what. This is what he concluded himself from this is that she wants me to be this manly man, and that's not who I am, and that's why we didn't work yeah, out. Time to go, gabagoo. Right. If that's the, the case, then I'm sure she would have a different perspective on that i would love to hear her side like i would love to hear if she was like yeah this fucking guy like never went down on me like what right. if like, like that I was like a- can, <laughs> i think you could also like disagree about some stuff so it's kind of like <coughs> it's okay um, to disagree right so i think in the beginning of like and then you could come somewhere in the middle i think that's really what about relationships relationships are not about like finding someone who agrees with everything that you think no right no it's about finding you. someone who right challenges you and who can like kind of like who like enough to sort of meet somewhere in the middle is what also what I think. So like I've had, I remember having a conversation maybe about a year in with Mike about like a nanny mm. for a kid. He's like, well, I don't really feel like I believe in nanny. It's like, I feel like kids should be raised by like a member of, of their family. I'm like, a member of their family well, like you <laughs> or like me. <laughs> like Who's taking care of this right. kid? Or like your mom. Yeah. Or like your dad. <laughs> like, let's Who's, just, right. What, what, now you're like, who's taking care of our kid? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, and what did he say? What? Um, I think he, well, he, he was raised by like mostly like his mom was like a stay at home mom sure. and she like took care of him and that was like what he was used to. And I was raised by like a series of nannies and babysitters. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I think I turned out pretty great. And he's like, well, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's like, based on our views of traditional gender roles, but my mom always like works. She's a, Mm -hmm. she's a doctor. She was always working. Um, So I think that, you know what I mean? Like we didn't agree on that in that sense, but it doesn't mean like that was like the deal breaker. And we wound up somewhere like 
in the middle. Sure. You know? And you'll see when it happens. Yeah. Like there might be, you might get to that point in life and life is totally different. Maybe that's what I want to do. Maybe that's what you want to do. Maybe, Maybe that's, that's what, what he, he wants, wants to, to do. do. There we go. That's right, yeah. people. Look at us. We're doing this right. Right. Aren't we proud of ourselves? But yeah, I, yeah it might be. You, I, I think that's like where uh, like uh, empathy is an older person's game. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, I don't That's know. What I'm saying, like, yeah. The minute you get to like 30, and you look back on how life ended up, and you think about how you thought life would be at 21 when you would be 30, you do that kind of like you put the pictures on top of each other, and you see how different they are, and you're like, yeah. oh fuck, uh, yeah, not. I don't know what 40 is gonna bring. Well, and especially nowadays where like just things change so much quicker. Job changes happen quicker. You're not at Ford until you're 80 years old anymore. You know, you know, it's you got to adapt. You adapt, you create, you change. So, you know, that conversation of who's the nanny going to be. Yeah. You know, now you probably look at it a little even different than you did when you had it. I would assume. Yeah. You don't so know what's going to happen. Every year brings a different perspective, a different stage you are in life, a different thing that you want for yourself or you want for your family that you want for like your life. Um, I think also the most important thing for this guy is it's not that you didn't agree on gender roles. It's that you didn't communicate agree, about them well. Communicate, one. but also I don't think that's the thing that you have to get out. In the beginning of relationships, I think you have to get out. How much will this person see my side? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. It's about like the way that you interact with each other, the way that you totally. communicate with each other, the way you're the the amount that you're willing to work with each other on like on those things as well. Yeah. Like they, you know, I put up a tweet on Instagram about like I knew what I, you know, in high school we learned nothing, but we learned about Iceland versus Greenland, but we didn't learn taxes. Right. And, you know, a lot of, you know, that joke has been made. But the reason you were taught like the Pythagorean theorem or whatever the fuck that shit was, is to problem solve. Right. So it's it's not about what's right or wrong. It's, A, can you get from this, from A to B to C or do you to just figure say, out it. the problem? Or do you say, fuck it? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So this is kind of the same with the relationships where it's like, it's not like she believes men shouldn't cry and I believe... Uh, I, can, I should be able to cry. It, right. It's more that she goes... Well, I love him because he cries sometimes, and that's not right. So normally, my favorite thing about him, yeah, but, yeah, but that's you know, something right, I can. Yeah. See, I understand why he does it. Right, that's the difference. And also, like, I fa- I think it's like, I think sometimes this, the bad rap gets put on women that the older they get, the more they're like just settling for anyone. You see memes about that all over the mm. internet. You know what I mean? Like, age twenty two, he's got to be like six three and super hot and like yeah. best job ever. And age thirty two, like. He's got to have a yeah. pulse. He whatever. farts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and <laughs> I don't, fart the right. And I think that what that joke does is, is sort of makes it seems like it's a, it's a, you're a settler. Like you're, mm. you're, you just take anyone. But I think that there is a sense, like you said, as you get older, where you're just kind of like, what are my, what are my real priorities here? What's important? Right. What are my priorities and what am I willing to like work with? And what is like, what is someone that I'm, what are the things that I used to value so highly that don't that are not really that important or that I might be looking at the wrong way. And to bring something bring a word back from the beginning of the podcast that maybe made people disgusted, what makes you moist changes you throughout the years. That's true. The things that you thought that like the things that I was like, I am rock hard for that chick who fucking does blankety blanket or blankety blank. And that <laughs> is totally different that now at 34 than it was. Right. Now you're like that person's an animal. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, her room's dirty. I could never get hard in here. You know, yeah. like that's like a different thing. And it's funny to read. I mean, like as someone who's like reading all these emails from these girls writing about these guys, like I feel like at at a younger age, I would be like, oh, like I like I totally get it. And now I'm like, who is putting up with this fucking douchebag? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like a different. Who's putting up with these. He it's texts like you, you what's up at 7 a.m. after not answering a week. Right. Yeah. It's like you be, you settle for like in terms of like, I think you settle for the things that matter less and you get like more stringent about the things that matter like more. Mm, yeah. As you get older. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Make it your Instagram story right now. That's how I know you're listening. I don't know. Just do it. Tag a bitch. Hey, Jays. I have an awkward sexual encounter I want to share. This was a couple years ago in college. I was hooking up with this guy for the first time. We didn't know each other very well, but we had a few mutual friends, and we had been flirting here and there, and when when I saw him at the bars. 
I finally take him home after wanting to go for a... After wanting to for a while, and we start making out, and things are getting hot and heavy. Out of nowhere, he pulls away, looks me dead in the eyes, and tells me, sorry, I just farted. (laughs) I honestly would never have known if if he hadn't said anything, so I told him that he... uh, What? Told him that. Hold on, I lost my space. My eyesight's getting. I'm, am I a hundred? I honestly would have <laughs> never known if I if he hadn't said anything. So I told him, told him that, and he said he wanted to bring it to my attention in case I heard it or smelled it. <laughs> this is awkward. After we continue making out, but it was hard for me to get back into the mood. Oh my god, <laughs> that wasn't me. Okay, it was me. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you imagine making out? That's what he thinks. He thinks she heard it. That's, That's right. why he's yeah. bringing it up. So, uh, so does, hot. Unless he's trying to be funny, but it sounds like no. He it she's sounds like it. he felt the need to he admit to, to clear it. The air, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> after, <laughs> after this, we continue making out, but it was hard for me to get back in the mood. I, I just farted. <laughs> Wanna fuck? I don't think I'm in the mood. Why don't you go down to that region that I just told you had an explosion? After, See what's left. Yeah. Go down. The forest that has now been haunted. Oh, my God. Uh, after bother me some uh, back in the mood and having just had a conversation about his farts. It didn't bother me so much the uh, the fact that he farted while on top of me, but something about actually discussing it made it hard for me to stay wet. P.S. Love you both. What you're doing for our generation of dating. I look forward to the podcast every week. Sincerely, it was silent, but deadly to my sex drive. That's a great... I uh, love that out. Sign off. Great what, sign what, what off. What do you call this one? Um, Silent, but disappointing. <laughs> Crop dust bust. Whoever smelt it ruined a blowjob. I like that one. Yeah. That's a good last one. Yeah. You got anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just disgusting? Yeah. Um, no, As, I mean, it's not, it's, I mean, if you're in a relationship, the fart will inevitably happen. It's coming. Right? Yeah. I'm a farter. So. Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, everyone farts. Everyone farts, right. but I am a farter. Okay. So do you acknowledge every fart that you make or so do you, you ha- let some of them go? You have to make the leap from my goal at any relationship. Okay. Is to go from "Oops, I farted" to "This fart is a hilarious joke." Okay. If it doesn't get to joke, does the town, joke stay funny for years and years? I'm hoping. Okay. I mean, <laughs> we're about to find out. We're about to find. I. I remember, like, I have to fart. Like, I have stomach stuff. Okay. I gotta fart. It's a medical thing. It's a medical okay. thing. <laughs> I just like, can't hold it. I, I like. Would you would you call someone out for um, discussing their disability if it was different? <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is my disability. Would you would you fault a diabetic for yeah. discussing their needs right. and not have sugar? That's right. <laughs> would you? Would you? You know, I I the first time you fart in any relationship, you have it's to me. This la- is this, you're saying that for the for the audible one. For the audible, some, I always, you have to combine a fart with a face. Okay. The face is what makes it funny. Okay. So if you fart and then you look, oh, this is how everyone has to fart in a relationship. Let's give us the tutorial. You go, and then you go, they can't not laugh at the face. (laughs) 
They can't not laugh at the. Was what that if they're me? Looking away. Sometimes I'll change it up. Sometimes I'll go. Was that you? Like I'll fart really loud, and then I'll go. <laughs> That's funny. Did you do that? Oh my god, you're gross. I'll make does, it them. Does she ever fart in front of you? We haven't. I don't. I don't think that's ever really gone. I'm down. sure she has, but it's probably been quiet. Sometimes I'll spread her ass. She got like, just do it. No, <laughs> <laughs> I need it. That's I'm alone like, here on Fart the, Island. Let's talk about the other way around because that's what the, what the girls at home <laughs> okay. really want to know. So you're you're with your your boyfriend. <clears throat> let's say you're or some guy you've been dating for yeah. three months. Sure. You let you you let it out. The room starts to to fill with scent. Okay. What's the problem? What's laugh. the move? To me, oh, for a woman? Yeah. Oh. What's the best way to handle that? So, okay. That's what, to we, any all, that's woman, what we all want to know. To any woman, if you're going to fart, make it loud. That's my. Because guys will Rather always than, laugh. SBD is more. Like the silent but deadly. deadly is just too serious. It's too much <laughs> of a drama. It's too hidden. It's too like, well, was what, that food? What is that, that you? What is that me? What if it happens? I'm saying you want it if Are you're you a like, woman. What's that smell? <laughs> I just think the easier route for a woman is to have the noise because okay. guys are childish and will laugh at a fart. Okay. No matter what. I would also do it like, you know, make it a fun thing when you fart. <laughs> <laughs> like jump up, like do it right on them and just laugh at that. Like, like make it physical. That's why I do the face. Like I, and I go, Ooh, now I'm out. But I don't, now I'm trying to think gag. if that would work as well. The other way around if, talking about traditional gender roles. So if a woman <laughs> farted in front of me, then she just keeps going. And ju- <laughs> if, if it was silent or deadly, I think that would be more problematic. Really? If I'm going to be totally honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because Salma Deadly, like, what it's like, oh, you ruined. Like, there was no warning. The warning, the the fart is the foghorn for the smell is coming. All right, so what if you what do you do if you've got a Silent But Deadly one? You let it out, and then you go, and you try and trap it under the covers if you're in a bed. Okay. Uh, I would, hmm, you have to admit to it. <laughs> you have to. There's nowhere to go. Okay. If it's that bad, and then I would I would look at him and go, <laughs> like I I would just go up to him and whisper in his ear, "Get ready for the funk. <laughs> the funk is See, coming." With a, I think this is you the have gen- to make it funny. You gen- have to joke about this is about the gender it. double standard though, because that I think would work once before you have like the farty girlfriend. No, I've never even heard. Everyone farts. I've never heard of a farty girlfriend. But you just said your girlfriend doesn't fart. She does Everyone not. Everyone but my girlfriend Everyone farts. Everyone but my girlfriend. Well, That's what I'm saying. She does. She's clearly been hiding it from you. She's doing a great job. Well. I mean, I'm so far out there on Fart Island. Okay. That. You might not even notice I might not even know. I might think it's me. <laughs> I mean, I'm really fucking ripping. Are you farting in front of Mike? Um, I try not to. I'm sure it's come out. Has it come out in a way that you're like, shit, there's no way to, this was me. Everyone knows it was me. I have uh, to do something now. Um, yeah, when that would happen, I would just be like, wow, I really just moved the, the seat cushions just making us <laughs> so much noise. You blame it on the seat cushions? I like, you think he knows that I'm joking, but. You have to make a joke. I hate, I hate the, I hate it though. It feels like very unfeminine to me talking about traditional gender roles. Like I'm always like, oh, I'm an animal. 
Really? Well, it's like kind of like the number two situation. I got right? it. I'm kind of like I wanted. I do want to maintain some sort of air of mystery. I don't need to like shout everything I'm doing from the rooftops. A fart is kind of hot to a guy. You think? I know. I know. Because listen, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's <laughs> how hot would you know? You haven't because you've you lost it's vulnerability. You've okay. lost control of your body. Okay. You didn't want to do that. All right. Oh, that's what, maybe maybe I'm asking this question for me. Then. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is the Jordana episode. I, I, I uh, the one where Jordana learns that farts learns okay. Learns how to fart. Yeah. yeah, learns how to fart. I, I, I just think it's vulnerability. It's cute. Even just saying like that wasn't me. Ah, like having the girly moment. I think yeah. Here's what you don't do. Okay. Guys want you to have the feminine girly moment, and I know we're talking gender norms, right? But it is hot for a guy to see a woman be a woman okay. every now and again. You so know, just how does that how does that play out in, in, the, in the world of The embarrassment of a fart. If you just go and you go, can of beans, <laughs> like like you do, <laughs> like I do, like that's man. That's right. Why, well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like you, you just said to joke about it, though. Joke like, about it, but after you've done had a after moment, after you've had your like dainty like, like who me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like. There's, it's kind of a, it's an, if, if you're, as a guy, it makes sense. Make it a joke. It's like, yeah. it's more socially acceptable for a guy to, to do that frequently, especially. Sure. But I've, I've spoken to a lot of women who are like, I don't know, I had like a bad meal and I just didn't know what to do because it was like happening all night. Yeah. And I just felt like, it's, I, it is like a, a moment where you're like, this is kind of like an embarrassing Sure. Thing. And all night. So, that's the one I, I feel badly because I'm doing it all. I one night like this is like a month ago. I was all night, okay. couldn't stop, and my lady of the night is sleeping over. Okay. Okay. She got angry. She got woken up. She woken up. <laughs> angry, angry. Right. It was like, what do you like? Stop, stop. She think you're doing it on purpose. And I go, this is a sickness. Like this is like, and we I have, were, I have. There's not. There's nothing worse. <laughs> But I'm saying you're lucky you're a guy in that situation. I know, but I it misfires. Like it- I, I do it so much that like it misfires. Sometimes I'll try and say I'll try and get us out of a fight with a fart. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. Like, so we'll be a fighting. Fart for you is like a is like a, a third child. Yeah. This is save the relationship. <laughs> it's a third child. Well, I'm trying to break the 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 tense the tenseness of the room. I'm trying to break okay. And like we'll be mad at each other, then we'll like be getting over the fight. We'll like be slowly making a comeback towards being okay with each other. And then I'm like, I'll have a fart ready to go. And I'm like, this either makes us better or worse. Or she's just like, fuck this guy. Fuck you. Like, like we're trying to talk this out, and you're farting. Like, or it goes. That's how you tell how really. That's your barometer for how. Uh, how bad the fight really how is. How bad the fight. Oh, I got to really... Oh, she didn't even <laughs> laugh at the fart. We got real issues here. Yeah, I, I've used farts in that way, too. I don't think that would work for a girl. I don't think breaking the ice on a on a, on a, on a tense fight with a female loud fart... It didn't I, that work is, for that her. That is the society that, that we live in. I... <laughs> does not rank farts equally. I Yeah, this is... Yeah, for a woman, this wouldn't work. That's what I'm saying. Ah! You cheated on me? <laughs> ah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh Or just the casualness with which you feel free to do that. I do feel like that's like a 
but like you it's funny because you just said like it's kind of hot that you like did it and you're being vulnerable yeah but it's also you're kind of like i also need you to be like a little ashamed of it <laughs> i do yeah that's what makes it hot it's like i'm saving you from the fart like it's okay baby <laughs> you can it's okay you can have as much of it as you what want what else does a man have in 2019 yeah we have nothing besides can't hunt a lion letting us out of our embarrassment don't worry baby that's a little that, I know what hummus does to you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Let him out. Let him out. Then the rest of the night. Yeah. That's Sometimes it. I'll fart and before I do it I'll go, there's a duck and then I'll fart. Funny. Funny. <laughs> there's a whole Sex in the City episode. Okay. Where Carrie and Big go out. You've seen the show? No, I've seen the show. I know the the So the, they, they go out there it's early-ish in their relationship and she farts in front of him and then he doesn't call her for three days and she oh has like a meltdown was and it then, she go, then she goes over to confront him and she's like it's like because of the fart and samantha you know they have all the different characters samantha's sure. like oh honey like you should never do that samantha says that yeah and then miranda well samantha's the one who wants to always keep it sexy yeah but i would think s- Samantha, she's, she's keeping like, it sexy. Not cute. And then Miranda's the one who's like, "Oh, of course, just be yourself." And you're like, "Oh, no one wants to be like Miranda. She's like unattractive and alone." Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, in the, in, in, considering the characters, like the 2019 version, like to me, the Samantha character would be like, "Yeah, I fart in his eyes, and that's what he's into." <laughs> You know, like, like, like I'm to me, it. a step there were that HBO wasn't ready to go at the time. Yeah, exactly. Like to me, Samantha's been in situations where she's had a hand up someone's asshole and she's pulled out shit and ate it. Like that's like, <laughs> like, you know, like, that's like true. she's been in so yeah, many that's, sexual. That's, con- that's the updated version yeah. for, for this year. Yeah. I don't I know. Agree. Listen, I think we help people. What do you, do we have a red flag deal breaker? This happens. Um, You're with a guy. You're you're fucking. You're mid fuck. Loses himself. He's like, oh baby, oh baby, and then he goes, shit. I farted mid sex. I'm sorry. I agree with this girl. I'd rather I'd rather continue as if not. If it's as one if thing, it if we're happened. just chilling, if it is a sexual situation, you do want to sense that we're mm-hmm. keeping it sexy mm-hmm. in that state. But it would be right. It would be not. It would not be a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I think I'm okay with it. <laughs> she says it mid mid sex. Would you if, still be able to finish? Of course. I'm a ma- I'm a I'm a man. Here you go. <laughs> you guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop 
at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarins multi-active cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarins fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products. And it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get multi-active day and night cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Let's do some emails. Let's do it. Hey, J&J, long-time listener, first-time emailer, love what you do and would love your always frank advice on the situation. I've been seeing this guy for a couple of months and we just had our sixth date. Number six. Up until then, things had been going really well. He was planning dates and texting first and seemed into it. Last week, he had bought tickets to a concert of a band he knew I liked. The concert was on a Tuesday and we both had work the next day. Jared and Jordana, I don't even remember the main act going on stage at 9 p.m. Uh-oh. I don't know how it happened, but I was lights out about five minutes after walking into the venue. Shit. I woke up at his place in bed, half clothed and quickly Ubered home. When I texted him later that day to gauge what had happened slash his reaction, it was apparent that I had been a complete disaster the night before and he was not very entertained by whatever antics I put on. I profusely apologized for whatever happened and he responded with it with, it's okay, don't worry about it. And that was the end of the conversation. I rarely get that drunk and I have zero clue what happened that night. But up until that night, I had proved myself to be pretty mature and responsible with alcohol, never drinking too much when we were out together. Is one bad blackout enough to make a guy never want to see you again? Is there any way to redeem myself slash see him again? Or should I just cut my losses and accept that one night was enough to ruin a good thing? Thanks for always speaking the hard truth. Sincerely, lights out by nine. (laughs) Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever gotten too drunk on a date? Like Um, early in the game? Yeah, I definitely have. Um, Have you? Yeah, for sure. I think this email is so interesting. It's such a sixth date dilemma, too. It's a six-day thing. You're yeah. comfy, yeah. but you're not totally comfortable. Right. The person doesn't know knows you, but not really that Has never well. really had to take care of you, mm-hmm. which this guy pretty the, much seemed, seemingly did. Right. Um, the metaphorical I'm, fart of the relationship. This is the, this is the <laughs> farting moment. I think sometimes we have to remember that if you're drunk, someone else is as drunk. If you're with someone, well, in a consensual way, obviously in a safe, consensual mm. way, if you're out having fun with someone that you trust and you're drunk, that means they're drunk too. Right. So as much as you blacked out, he's got, I'm sure he probably browned out. You mm-hmm. know, like, I, I mean, I'm leaning on a lot of assumptions, but I'm saying like, however bad it was, it wasn't as bad as, you, nothing's ever as bad as you think, nothing's ever as good as you think. Right. It's somewhere in the middle. 
and he's also worried about himself. To me, it's funny to me this email. We talked about this last episode about how women are like, I did this and this and this. Does he still like me? And right. guys are more approaching dating as far as like being like, I did this and this and this. She's definitely going to go out with me again. Like just that kind of difference in egos. I mean, I've seen a guy where I thought he was too drunk and I've judged him. So. <laughs> of, well, of course. But I'm, I, I'm saying I would be more upset if I were her at him being bad at making me feel better for getting drunk. She writes. It depends what she did. I What? If she didn't write Let's it in say the worst email, case scenario, worst case right? scenario, she said it was apparent that my my that he was not very entertained by whatever drunk antics I put on. I can I can understand both sides. I can understand your side of like I you're you're making me feel feel bad for being like whatever. It depends sure. like what she's like when she's super drunk. Whatever these antics were, was it like she's throwing up all over the venue? Is mm-hmm. it like she's like yelling and screaming at him? Of course, Is it yeah, like, you're right. There's a lot of different. Th- I mean, like w- w- when I think like. What do you what do you think what, to you like what do you think of when someone says they got too drunk and had semantics When someone says to me I got too drunk last night if I love them if I like them if I enjoy their company mm-hmm. it, it would really have to be so bad for me to not go you were great don't worry about it Okay Like like I have friends will go out and get drunk and like they'll text me be like hey was that cool last night They would have really had to have been like fucking got naked in the streets for me to go listen man you gotta stop <laughs> you know like I, right. I i would more be like like well there's people who are like a little wacky and crazy mm-hmm. and out there even like naked in the street is kind of like a more like pot like there are pretty like messed up things that people can do when drinking that i think that like it depends what she probably knows herself better than than we do like yeah. what does a bad drunken night look like to you and how scary is that yeah, I guess I don't want to be taking care of someone. And also, if they, I'm at a concert, if they've publicly embarrassed me, where right. we're in the seats and she's like being Shouting mean to people. Or, like, right, yeah. yeah. I guess a blackout could make me end it. That's like, what I'm I saying. Could be or like, yeah. Make, yeah. Or I think, a, to me, like it wouldn't necessarily be one blackout that would make me end it. It would be like, one, a series of that. And two, like no sort of... No, well, the guy not, who got too drunk her, the- her even asking, I think, gives a sense of like, okay, she's like, she feels bad about it, mm-hmm. right? So that to yeah, me would be like a good people, sign. Well, people with drinking problems to go like a little bit more serious. If mm-hmm. she has a drinking problem, hey, was I, you know, I feel, they feel bad about it all the time and then they go back and you have the same well, problem. Well, that's why it's about like the one-off thing would be like less worrisome than that being a continuous thing that happened. If mm. it depending, again, depending on what they're like in that phase. Yeah, it really depends on how. But I think his response is the most important thing. He doesn't want to deal with it. You know, you're like, saying the way that he dealt. The way he here. dealt with her. It's okay. Don't worry about it. That is like the a good friend of mine would never respond that way. But someone that's not, who feels that's respons- not someone who's dating you though. Well, this is what I'm saying. Someone who wants to be responsible for you will go. Hey, this happened. That happened. You were kind of bad here, but you were a lot of fun here. They want to talk it out with you. Right. He's kind of giving up on her. Well, I can see if it is this the day after, later that day. Sometimes you need like a second to sort of like think about how you felt about something too. I mean, yeah, but I, I, I my, I'm with you. You've changed my mind. Like, the, like it could be so bad that I would be out. 
but could I, be, right. But I'm saying... In which, case, in which case, you would probably say, okay, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Exactly. Right? That's my... That's <laughs> that my means, yeah. like, worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not okay. It you need to worry about it. And I'm out. Yeah. Which is that person's right. That's Some, right. But I think for every person, like, again, I don't... It, she didn't really give details about what she actually did. So it's hard to gauge, like, whether this guy's being a little uptight mm-hmm. or whether, like, um, she actually did something that's kind of worthy of someone taking a pause before deciding to move forward and dating yeah. someone. <laughs> but this is also one of those things that, like, is an excuse. If you it could were... Be to like, that, too. Yeah. Like, six dates in... If I'm six dates in with someone that I don't see a long-term thing with and we've already had sex and they text me like with this whole and then she gets real fucked up, I'm like, oh shit, an escape hatch just opened up. (laughs) I can leave this relationship without being the dickhead. Right. Which is kind of like a, it's really mean because you're making this person now rethink. Now they're like, oh, it's all because I did this one thing. If only I didn't do this thing and they're going to beat themselves up about it. When really it wouldn't have worked out any other way. That's why it's kind of fucked up. It's fucked up for that reason. But I'm not above that. I I mean, I would see that. And I don't think a lot of guys are. I don't think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people would say, you know, you're every day you're doing the math. Mm hmm. Do I want to go on becoming more responsible for the person? Responsible for them how? For them. For their happiness? For, the, for them generally. How much do I have to think about them with every decision that I make? If you're married to someone, every decision you make is with them in mind. Right. If you're engaged to someone, most decisions you make are with them in mind. If you have kids with someone, every decision you make is with them and the kids in mind. So when you're dating with someone, you're inching closer and closer to the reality of them, you being a we. Right. So when I go on a date with someone and they get blackout drunk and I've already fucked and I don't really want to be a we with them, I can go... Yeah, this uh, I don't really like how the drunk thing happened. She screamed at some guy. She didn't well, even say thank think, you. Yeah, I think it could work the other way too with the girl. It's like if I'm kind of like on the fence about you, mm-hmm. if I'm not like totally like obsessed with you by the sixth date, I'm sort of on the fence. Usually if I'm going on the sixth date, I'm like already kind of obsessed with mm-hmm. you. But let's say I'm not. Sure. And then this this happens, that would also be like, eh, not probably out. Yeah. Yeah, this but is the- if I was already really into someone, and then again, it really would depend on like the actual severity of what they were doing. Physically, like if they were just like sick, I think I'd be like fine. If they were like throw, if they like threw up or they got too drunk or in yeah. that physical kind of way, if they were like yelling at me or yelling at someone else or like. But what you said very early on in this conversation is is very specific. You said you would give them another chance if you really liked them. You'd be like, mm-hmm. may, let's see how they yeah. really get drunk. Let's see if this is how they get drunk or if this was a one-time thing. Yeah. That's what you do when you like someone. Yeah. So for this girl who's writing in where she's like, is getting blacked out enough? Getting blacked out is enough to give him an excuse to end it. Right. Getting blacked out is not enough to have someone who who was really interested in having a relationship to just give up on the whole thing. It's not I agree. enough. I agree. Unless, again, like... It was some extreme version of that, which he didn't say, but I'm sure if it was just like my drunk antics, like, oh, I was like skipping across the street or being real kind of like a little irritable. On a sixth date, how, what would be the one thing, like, 
on a sixth date, if they ran around yelling racial slurs, like it's like yeah, that, that would be a bad then, thing. Then you go, well, this is not someone like, I'm ever going to be around again. But like, how does it go down the list? Like, I'm trying to think. Like, like let's, ye- say, let's say they're yelling at like a bouncer, or they're like they get mean with the wait staff. Yeah, sure. On, when they're drunk, yeah. Do you give them another chance? I don't know. All right, like, you know, so that's like, but it's interesting because what you're saying, I agree with. Where it's like. If you care about the person, you give them another chance just to see to an if extent. this is to yeah. an extent to see how if this is how they get drunk. Mm-hmm. If it's so out of the normal, right? That's what I'm saying. If yeah. it's out of the normal, or if it's extreme, or if it's like, which some people they do get like sure. Some, a lot, I, I mean, I get I'm sort of an angry, angrier drunk, and sure. I get like not to most people, but maybe to my boyfriend, I've done that before, where I've like started fights or mm-hmm. like done that. I don't think I've started a fight with someone. I was on the sixth date yet. We're not we're yeah. not quite comfy <laughs> enough for me to yell at you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing was like revealing itself that it was like a little worrisome. Yeah. I don't usually say this, but I do wish we had more information about what happened on the night. Like I would love to hear like how he would describe her drunkness because I would know right away from his description if he was like, I like her and this drunk was what ended it. Mm -hmm. Or if it was this drunk gave me an excuse to get the fuck out of here and be more casual you know, a lot of times, and this is something women have to look out for, guys will see one thing that you take too seriously as an excuse to get casual. Okay. And they'll use that against and you. And they'll use it against you. So, like... But is that the get, actual no. case? Like, would they try to be casual regardless? Or is it is it doing that thing which now changes you in, in their mind from like someone they would date to just someone no, they would hook up with. It would have been that way anyways. So it's not, it couldn't be that one thing. It wasn't that one thing. But, you know, any, a lot of guys are out here being like, anything that gives me the chance to run, I will take that opportunity. It's so easy to date out here. <laughs> well, if you're, I mean, I'm saying if you're hooking up with someone that you don't see a future with and you don't want right. to be the bad guy, you're, right, well, that's like what you said in the beginning. Yeah, right? yeah. that's so I, I think that's something where she, listen, if he says, don't worry about it and then doesn't go out with you again, I'm pretty positive it wasn't because you got, you were yelling racial slurs. You know, like I'm pretty positive that wasn't the case. <laughs> Might we're, be the case for me, but sure. Okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. That that's the, di- well, that's why this podcast is here. That's the difference maybe yeah. in how a man would think of this. <laughs> in a, I just, I, you know, I'm trying to think of what would be, so bad to just not have you ever been so drunk that a girl didn't want to go out with you again i'm sure that's happened i mean i drink and i go out with i've been out with girls so i don't think i'm that great to Mm -hmm. (laughs) not have made that impression i'm trying to think of scenarios but i i don't have one i mean i must have been drunk (laughs) yeah that i remember did you ever go out with a guy that you were like fuck i got too drunk for this thing there are sometimes i've like got it's never because i got too drunk that i've thought about that sometimes it's like i've got i got very drunk and then i did something that i wouldn't have done if i were sober and i you know and i went back and i wish i kind of like if i feel like if i was sober i probably wouldn't have gone back because like I, I wanted to like maintain a little bit more of like, I didn't want to move as fast as I was moving physically. Mm. Well, yeah, that's it's a, soberly. I, but like in the it drunk, drunkenly, I did. I was into it. Not like, not like in a predatory way, sure, but just in I the sense of like, Oh, like if I had been thinking a hundred percent clearly, I probably like would have waited longer to mm. do this. And then, you know, maybe not at all or maybe not at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? 
Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do some more emails. You ready? UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. From ugly sweater parties to New Year's Eve, keep your hair on point by following at Tressa May on Instagram. There are tons of hair how-to's, styling tips, inspiration to last you throughout the holiday season, and then some. So this is our Tressa May, Tressa May. Let your hair down spot. Let your hair down email. Yes. Ooh la la. How soon can you start dating after a breakup? She writes, hi, Jay's huge fan of both uh, you up and Jared's comedy tours. Saw him this um, in San Francisco this summer with my then boyfriend. Come see us tonight. That's right. We recently split up, meaning yesterday after, (laughs) after two and a half years. And I'm pretty broken up about it. I feel like my whole life revolves around him and his friends with the exception of my close girlfriends. My question is, is it too soon to jump back into into dating uh, dating off the apps? I really just want to see what's out there and have faith in men again. But will guys judge me if I'm so newly single? I don't want to have uh, fun. and I just want to have fun and see if there's something for me. Thanks for all the amazing work that you do. So two and a half years, they broke up yesterday. Yesterday. She wants to know... <laughs> This so is one like of the, a super hard breakup. So, so it seems like it was a long time coming. If right. she is like, I just want to have faith in men again. That's what I'm saying. Know, like, 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 it seems like she's like been knowing that this will end for a while, and that I think is the real judge of like when when you're saying like something too soon. It's kind of mm-hmm. like I judge it from like the time that you were like kind of thinking about leaving. Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, there's no such thing as too soon. When you have a breakup, <laughs> you've broken up. Right. We've discussed this in the Ross and Rachel were they on a break yeah. episode. You are broken it's up. Over. You are broken up. I, what's interesting is, well, she's asking if guys will wonder on dates. She says. So you go out with a girl. She says, I just broke up with my boyfriend. Today is Monday on, uh, on Friday. I would say, okay, so today's Monday. <laughs> let's okay yeah i'm looking to get i just back. broke up I'm yesterday at, Say, yeah. you just broke up let's okay, do this fine. scene ready hey hey jordana uh what's your past relationship well i was actually i was in a relationship for like two and a half years and uh we just broke up actually yesterday uh wow uh, that must have been really tough hold on one second <laughs> i have to go i'll be back in two seconds We're going to go to 
Olaf. Hey, Jordana. Olaf is out there just like. like <laughs> hey, Jordana. Um, Listening to this. Sorry, I had to go and do something. Um, let, more drinks, please. Okay. But like, what if I'm trying to date? And I'm looking well, for my new boyfriend. Well, this is the thing. There's the, I, we did that act out because and guys already, don't think of it that way. We're just, go back to the last episode, our whole conversation about the clocks. Right. Like, we're, you know, guy, the ego of a man is what destroys us and what makes us us at the same time. So we're like, well, yeah, well, we don't really, it, I get a lot of emails from guys when I get the guy emails that are like, she says she's not ready. That's just got, uh, a woman being like, I'm not into you. Yeah. Because women are looking for something more serious right. generally. Generally, So yes. generally, yes. They're, so when you're on a date with a girl who's like, I got out of a relationship yesterday, you know that there's an ounce, at least an ounce of, I'm just looking to get my wings back. Right. And it's not that you're trying to take advantage, but you're like, man, she's going to be way more chill than if she was right. two she years out of a relationship. for like a long time and like really ready to... This girl's going to be a, uh, allow herself to have fun more. And I say fun, you, not even just hooking up. Okay. She's going to allow this for to be a fun, kind of adventurous, different type of night than she would have if she was single for five years. Okay. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Would you would would That's it, what I'm saying. This is what you, guys are right. thinking when they Would that stop you from from pursuing a relationship with her if you liked her? No. We would go on dating as if in the way that I would be dating. It okay. would be You would just assume she'd be more chill with that. Than, maybe it'd be, it'd be a, less of a of a of a struggle power wise as it sometimes is, as we discussed here sure. often about like men who Want to be casual. Women who are looking for relationships and men who want to be casual. That's the crux of what we discuss here. Of course. <laughs> and this this would, you know that in this situation, maybe she would, and I think sometimes women don't let things breathe a little bit. Let it breathe. Let's have She'd some be more fun. more into letting it breathe. I think maybe be on the schedule that's closer to a man's. Okay. And you would assume that. You, uh, there would be some... Assumption. Sometimes I would also men let it breathe too long. Of course, it this gets is, stale. This isn't to say that There's we're too wrong. much oxygen <laughs> out there. This isn't to say that we're right. Okay. I'm saying on the you, well, you're basically going on dates, and if it comes up, he's gonna he's gonna have questions like, well, what happened? What makes you come out tonight? Like mm-hmm. I would be like, well, are you you're just trying to get out? She and she, I, if I was on a date with her, I'd go. I would want her to say. Yeah, I just want to get out. I want to meet new people. I want to see what happens out there. Like, I would be totally honest with that, what she's coming into it. But I don't think she should fear the, well, she's just out of something, so I don't know right. if she's ready. I think that's something I would probably more likely be more likely to say if I went on a guy who had just broken up with exactly. someone. Exactly. This, right. this, this will not be the same thought she would have on a guy. Right. Yeah. So I think there she are should- very few men who... A day after breaking up with someone, I think, who'd be like, well, I'm looking to get into something again pretty quick. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> looking to get uh, weird and see what happens later. Right. Do you think she should talk about this ex on these dates? If she wants. I, don't, I, I really don't. I'm not one of those that's like, I don't care what you fucking talk about as long as it's right. all natural and comfortable. It seems so strange to me with the idea of like being on a date and you're like, oh, well, like. A couple, yeah. Where were we? I was there a couple weeks ago. Oh well, like a couple weeks ago, I was at this place with. 
someone yeah, that but, I was like in a two and a half year relationship with. But I mean, for her specific situation, I, and a lot of people that are ready to date the day after breaking up, like we were talking about before, right, they're already things like, were bad. Yeah. Two weeks ago, they were fighting. To me, she's having her first fun night out in um, six months. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. You know, like yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I agree. Yeah, the best time to date is when you're like feel like you're emotionally ready to date and you're ready to have a good and you're like we'll have a good time on your date. Of course, that's when you're when it's ready you're ready to date. And you know what you like, should are, do? It's also okay to like. There's no there's no soon too soon time. No. For like on like in terms of like societally, but I think for to answer that question more broadly, not less like in her specific case, I think if you're gonna go out on a date and still be like a little depressed about your previous relationship. It's you're probably not a hundred percent ready. You're not a great date. You're not gonna want to have fun. You're gonna hold back right. from like you know being fun. I, I think, uh, and also for the guy that you just left, like you're broken up. Yeah, no, you can't say shit for sure. Not yeah. about that. You know what you should do? Let your hair down. You should because let your hair down because Tresemme is here to help you. From ugly sweater parties to New Year's Eve, keep your hair on point by following at Tresemme on Instagram. There are tons of hair how-tos, styling tips, and inspo to last you throughout the holiday season and then some. Tresemme, Tresemme, ooh la la. Whoever tried to kill that previous marketing campaign is now... <laughs> no, I'm bringing it back, bringing baby. It, it's brought back. <laughs> Let's play some games. I threw in a few what would you rather's to mix Love it up a, a little bit. Love would you rather. All right. Would you rather date someone who grew up extremely rich or grew up extremely poor? Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Money, 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 money. Money. <laughs> I mean. It's easier. Money isn't the, the root, you know, what do they say? Money doesn't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. But it sure helps a lot. Okay. So I just think things would be easier. The, the, the same person has the same amount of money now, regardless. Oh. They're the they're they have the same amount of money. So they're like, hmm. This changes things. Yeah. No, they're not like. But are they like fucking? Are they rich? They grew up rich. They're still rich. They grew up poor and now they're rich. I don't know. What, well, new well, money, old this, money how situation. Does change, how does this change things? Let's it changes say things a lot. Let's say they're upper middle class right now. Okay. They, and grew, they grew either grew up, up either extremely poor or extremely rich. Uh, I want the one on the rise, not the one on the fall. So then you do want the extremely poor one. I would want the poor one. You only want the rich one if they're still rich. Exactly. You don't want anyone on the way down. Here's the problem. If they're on the way down, then you got to hear like... Dad's not doing well, and like there's all these other right. stories. It's are going much harder through it. to go the other way. Oh my god! When they're on I the gotta, way up, now we gotta take coach. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, like you're in coach, and then she's looking at you, being like, "We used to fly pri- fly private." Right. And you're like, yeah, oh, I wish okay, I fucking well, knew you then. Yeah, fuck right. off. <laughs> you know, like this is horrible. I don't want to hear about you know. I don't want to be. I, I don't want to say D- Bill Buckner. Who's that? Bill Buckner had the the. Uh, in the 1986 World Series, the Boston Red Sox, he was the first baseman, and a ground ball went through his legs, <gasps> and they ended up losing the World Series. It wasn't because of him, you know, Kinda. now looking back, but Is he, he was now? the symbol. So, but my point, you don't want to date Bill Buckner. It's like, you don't want to date that person that's always bringing up the glory days. The glory days or the day it all went bad. Right. You know, I want positivity. You know, mm-hmm. extremely poor. Rags to riches tale. I'll take that. I like a, yeah, I prefer the extremely poor because I think it'll give them a sense of like, 
they could go back there easier than the extremely like at least you know like they're in it like yeah they're the, in it the extremely rich person lives in a sense of delusion so i've changed right. my answer totally okay. to be with you i i would rather the, the extremely poor, poor person that's now doing great right they're excited about everything everything's mm-hmm. new fun exciting right different. if they're at the same level now you definitely prefer i think the poor the person her with the poor origins because they probably also have a little bit more of like a like grounded down to earth sense about themselves but if they're both let's say they're both billionaires both billionaires still the poor person you'd still take the poor because at least they like can somewhat relate to people who are like not super intense millionaires i'm taking the person who started rich you want the rich person that got richer because it's like i'm cinderella being invited into their world i would be learning they they're comfortable there and Mm -hmm. then i could be introduced as the you know the so you want to be megan markle yeah, is that? I mean, did she get? Yeah, the, I mean, I'm, like she married Prince. She married Prince the Harry. prince. Yeah, yeah. That, to me, that's a little bit more fun because at least it's normal to someone. Does right. that make sense? I guess to me, I'm kind of like I'd st- I'd prefer the poor person. I think because they wouldn't like be as judgmental about the things that I didn't know. Didn't like know. the girl with the chinos, she's like, he doesn't own chinos. <laughs> like I would always be like a little self conscious about sure, like they, everything that I was wearing the right thing or doing the right thing because that person's like only used to people who know exactly what they're doing. See, and I think it's think easier it's, to be around people who like know that like yeah, not everyone knows hmm. like. Um, that these shoes go with this type of outfit and this, you know, the... I think it's more fun to be a pretty woman. <laughs> I think it's more fun for like, Big like a few days. Big. I think yeah. for your life, it's like a lot of pressure. Sure. Yeah, I understand that. This is a good one. Yeah. Would you rather date someone who's allergic to everything or date someone who's not allergic to anything but has a ton of self-imposed dieting restrictions? So it's either like, they're like... Oh, I'm allergic to these. I understand. They tell the waiter mm-hmm. all this thing. Or, I'm allergic to cumin and right. yeah, yeah, yeah. tarragon. Or and, they're not actually allergic to that shit, but they like say they are for like. I would rather the person that's not allergic but says they are. Because really? then I could order it anyways and it wouldn't really. I could get it for myself and they couldn't be like, I can't even smell peanuts. Because okay. they wouldn't die. I'd prefer if they were going to be that annoying that it was because they were going to die. Otherwise, I don't think I'd be able to handle it. See, if they're going to die, they're not (laughs) annoying. Well, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) To me, it would be like, oh, I'm either dating an annoying person or I'm dating someone who like actually just has some like more needs than I do. Like actual Mm. literal needs. See, I the problem is I'm out of all the food games that they're really allergic to. What do you mean? Like, if they're seriously allergic to peanuts, they will die if peanut is no in the air. No more Uncle Boone's. I'm done with Uncle Boone's. I'm done with... With me- them. No peanut sauce. I can't even get it on my side of the table. Right. So, with the person that's faking it, I'm still allowed to eat it because, like, they're fucking living in... And then they try it, and they go, it's pretty good. You At know? least you have your out, then. That would be... Yeah. I just can't live without peanuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will not live like this anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that would be my out. I think I'd prefer the allergic person. I don't know. Something about something about like a man with like a ton of like needy dieting restrictions that again are not like really medically based to me. Going back to traditional gender roles. Sure, yeah, this is a bad look. It's a a little like emasculating to me. Ooh, is there gluten? Right. Mm -hmm. 
I'm I don't soy know. free today. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. You you go ahead. Right. That's not very messy. Yeah, if he actually had an issue, though, I think I'd be fine with it. Salads all around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's do one more. Red flag deal breaker. Their mom comes to their apartment once a month to clean it. Now that we know each other, now that the audience knows you, I know what mm-hmm. your answer to this is going to be. What do you think it is? Deal breaker. I was actually thinking it was just a red flag. Really? Yeah. You're very anti-too-much-mom. I am anti-too-much-mom, but I am pro-clean apartment. Ooh, so that outweighs. <laughs> Once a month, I can handle. Okay. Once a month, she shows up. Right. I'm like, I'm not going to be there. You're, if you want to be there, that's where you guys hang. I mean, this is not even an issue for me. This is like, you're, I don't you're care cool at all. It? Of course. You're close with your mom. She's caring. She likes to clean shit. So when you guys move in together, she's over there once a month. What up, Mama Bear? You're just, you're just sitting on the TV uh, on the couch with your feet up. Swiffers in the closet, Mrs. Blankety Blank. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to handle that. If I, I had to be there, listen, I think it'd be a deal breaker. This is this will announce my privilege. I, then I she'd lived be like, alone. oh, like what are you guys? This floor I looks live, pretty dirty. <laughs> what have you guys been up to? <laughs> so you're now you're changing your now mind. Now I'm kind of changing my mind because I'm thinking about like what is she going to see of mine? Like, is she's like a little too involved? I now mean, I'm I'm cha- cool now that it. I'm talking it through, yeah. I might be a deal breaker. Swiffer's in the closet. Yeah, that's someone who's going to be very involved, and they're going to be like, because they're going to. That's a mom who wants to. She's there because she wants to know things. She wants to too. investigate. Yeah. This is where you put the plates. Interesting. This, interesting. <laughs> So this is where she put like my grandmother growing up would come over and like once every couple of years just like reorganize the house and like my mom loved it. Your mom's mom or your dad's? My dad's. Mom. Okay. So like like the forks would change. Once every a place. two years is fine. I bet you if she did that every month, your mom wouldn't love it so much. They were pretty close, but I I. Uh, That's probably they were probably pretty close because two years is the perfect amount of time for years. someone to get in your shit to change the forks. Yeah. Yeah. Two years, it's like kind of like, oh, you're kind of like welcoming some input. Yeah, you're right. I needed right. the help. Yeah. Yeah. Once a month, it's like back the fuck off. This is my home. Yeah. I don't know. I, I spent a whole lifetime um, uh, sitting uncomfortably near cleaning people who have been around my house. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> so yeah. And they say that uh, white men in America don't have issues. Life was very <laughs> tough. No one knows anxiety like being next to someone while you're trying to watch cartoons yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> i once babysat this kid in the upper west side and his he had a hat there was a housekeeper there mm. and i remember he told her he was like six and he told her that she like missed a spot and i like oh my god well why isn't she the babysitter what because this is new york city that's you don't, crazy you have, a, yeah. you have the babysitter this i was the second babysitter actually you're the backup. I was the backup babysitter. I was like the babysitter to bring them to and from like their activities. That's crazy. So I'm saying. And he told this housekeeper. Miss uh, Yeah. I was like, what's that? I got to get out of here. Yeah. It's like one. Well, the, well, the thing with babysitting. It's like on the one hand, it's like not my kid. Yeah. Values are not my problem. Well, that's <laughs> that's the problem with going back to the you know, having the nanny. <laughs> it all comes full circle, right? Yeah. yeah. Having the nanny. Um, but that's like, your parents. That's the they parents' They don't really fault. care but to teach the kid. They go, yeah, he's a piece of shit, but I get my money, whatever. But right. Well, that's it's good. To, good to have a healthy dose of both. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, we did it again. Save dating. We did it. Uh, I'm Jared Freed. I'm Jordana Abraham. We'll be back next week. Boom.
Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.